the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson. Here you will hear teaching that will challenge you to a deeper walk with Jesus. Whatever place you are in your understanding of God's plan for your life, you will grow closer by listening. No shame, no guilt, and no condemnation. But you will be challenged to a closer walk with God. Now, here's Pastor Israel with today's teaching. Do we have that responsibility to offer something redemptive, simple encouragement? Talk to people, say, I'm praying for you. And you know what? This is what I read the other day from the Word of God. This is what I read the other day. It says, you know, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I mean, simple verses like that. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Simple proclamation of what Jesus said goes a long way when people are struggling with issues in their lives. You know, their bartender will go encourage them, the doctors. But it comes from us proclaiming the word of Christ to them. Simple motivation from God's word. You know, those are all part of proclaiming his word. You know, I'm grateful to those of you who come up here and give your testimony. I really am. Because that's part of proclaiming the word. Those of you who sing, you know, I know we have a rotation of singers here. And please... If you can sing, offer your talents to the Lord. Because in in this church, singing or testifying, they're not just talking or coming up with harmonies and melodies. They are a proclamation of God's Word when we do that. Maybe you don't appreciate that very much. You know, I'm just going to sing. It's not just singing. It's proclaiming to somebody that Jesus is Lord. You know, that's what people need to hear. You know, when I walk inside the church, there's only one thing that I want to hear. There's only one thing that I want people to say, and that is Jesus is seated on the throne. He is Lord. Lord of all. That's what I want to hear. Because if Jesus is not seated at the throne of our hearts, forget it. Simple encouragement. Don't don't worry about it. You know, we are not called to be, to talk like William Shakespeare. Or for those of you who are more modern, like Darth Vader. We're not all called to, to be all of that. But you know what? We can say something simple, something biblical, and it'll encourage people like you never know. If you don't know how to say it in words, do it like that old, great, late, great Jim Croce did. There's a song in the 70s that that man wrote, and I still sing it today. It goes like this. Well, you know, it's kind of late. I hope I didn't wake you. But what I got to say can't wait. I hope you understand. Every time I try to tell you the words just came out wrong. So I have to say I love you in a song. I know you want me to pick up the guitar and sing that. But it's not going to happen. But it doesn't have to be like telling people this and that and sharing all of these magnificent biblical verses. You can say it in a song. You can say it in a testimony. You can say it in a blog. 
You can say it many other ways. And it makes a difference because God is moving. Secondly, preaching is not only a command for believers, but it's commanded for the fully consecrated. Now, this is, a, this is kind of a hard thing, all right? Preaching is in the body of Christ. Is for the purpose of encouraging people to be consecrated, to be fully consecrated, to be fully set apart, to be sanctified. That's what preaching inside the body of Christ will do. Preaching or proclaiming the word is more than just quoting scriptures, memorizing them, and knowing them. We preach to each other within the body of Christ for the purpose of sanctification. What is sanctification? Being set apart. Listen, loved ones. This is so critical because we're called to serve the Lord. Amen? Did you know that you have, you know, one day you will know where God is calling you to serve? But did you know that the ones that God is anointing in their service? He's not anointing them because they have talents. He's not anointing them because they have the experience or the know-how. He's not anointing the people to serve just because they have all the wisdom that they needed. God anoints our service because we're sanctified, because we're holy. The commandment for preaching for you and I as part of the body of Christ is for us to walk away from those things that stifles, the things that stifle our growth, the habits that we should give up. You know, the, the kind of thinking that, that, that kind of destroys our walk with God. No, you know, a, a talented person can come up here and sing and, and, you know, do it all in the flesh. Do it all without knowing whatever's going on in their personal lives. But you know what? If God is going to have His name be, be, be proclaimed, His word be proclaimed, it has to be proclaimed with people of integrity, uh, holy people. And we're scared of the word holy because we think we, don't, we cannot live up to it. But holiness simply means giving ourselves to the Lord and walking as closely with Christ as we possibly can. You know, God wants to use us, but He can't use us because there's so many hindrances. There's so many baggage along the way. You know, God is saying, go ahead and, and, and run. And we can't run because we're carrying so many baggages. There's so many barriers on the road. In Hebrews chapter 11, it says, kick out all of those things that hinders you from running the race that God has provided for you. It's the same thing. We listen to preaching, listen, for the purpose of sanctification. Preaching or proclaiming the word is the most important method of discipleship. It is the most important method of discipleship. Jesus discipled his early disciples through the proclamation of the word. And ultimately, the goal of preaching is to transform what? Our thinking, our attitude, and our behavior. Just, just, just uh, remember the word tab. T-A-B. Tab. Okay? A tab is like a bill that you pay in a restaurant after you eat. Okay? That's, a, that's your tab. Well, the same is true with proclaiming the proclamation of the word. After you've been fed the word, you and I are expected to pay the tab. And what is that tab? To 
transform our thinking, our attitude, and our behavior. Otherwise, preaching is no good if it doesn't, if you don't pay the tab. And so this is not a futile exercise this morning. If there's a thinking that has to change in our lives, we have to abandon them. That's what preaching is for. What are some of the thinking that, that kind of pushes back? We need to identify them. Can't move forward because, you know, this, this mentality is still there. What about attitude? This is your 11th job in 12 months. And you keep saying, man, every place I work with, the people there have a problem. It's time to look in the mirror and say, maybe it's not those people. Maybe it's me. Maybe there's an attitude in me that I have to change. That's what preaching is supposed to accomplish. It's for sanctification. What about behavior? I don't need to elaborate on that. But the Bible in our text, it clearly says preaching is for what? It's for correcting. Correcting what? Our thinking, attitudes, and behaviors. It's also good for rebuking. Rebuking what? Rebuking what? Our attitude, our thinking, and our behavior. And then it says encourage. Encourage what? To change our behavior, our attitude, and our thinking. These are the fruits of the consecrated life. You want to know if you're being consecrated? You want to know whether you're being sanctified? Begin with the way you think. Let's begin there. What occupies our mind? Well, what, what occupies most of our mind? And you wake up in the morning, like at 4 o'clock in the morning, when you flip that telephone, when you turn it on, do you look at the stock market first? I want to see how much, how much I made today. Right? You, 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 you watch what, uh, who, who won the game the night before because you're too tired to watch the game and you miss it. You, you turn on the phone, you, you get the score. We've we, we got to change what's occupying our mind. You know, it's not a very difficult thing. You wake up in the morning, just think about God. That's it. Attitude. You know, you know our thinking is getting transformed. What about our attitude? If our attitude is causing us jobs, it's causing us relationships causing us all kinds of things. You know, don't you think it's time to kind of evaluate those things in light of what the Word of God says, okay? Otherwise, you have wasted all the time sitting here. You know, you had your religious fill. I've been to church in the sight of God. I'm good. He's good. I'm good. We're all good. No. There's, there's, there's preaching involved here. And I know you don't like it because it's too long. Man. I'm glad it's not football season yet, but if it's football season yet, you got to quit because I got to catch the game. No, look, look, I, I understand, okay? I understand not everybody will take this in, you know, gladly. I, I get that. But to those who will, it matters for eternity. There's some value in it. What about our behavior? There's some behavior that we need to change that comes through listening to the, to the Word of God being proclaimed. These are the fruits of the consecrated life. Only preaching accomplishes that. Because the Holy Spirit works through the words of Christ to transform us, 
through the hearing of the word. Not only faith. The Bible says faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Right? That's what the Bible says. But if you expound it enough, if you look at it deeper enough, deep enough, you'll discover that the word of Christ also sanctifies us. It changes us from within. It really does. Okay? When the Holy Spirit begins to bring the conviction, you will change. See, this is what happens when we call on the Holy Spirit. We're always asking for comfort. Holy Spirit, your name is Comforter. Please give me the comfort that I need in this time. And when we look at the Holy Spirit, we're always asking for courage. Lord, give me the strength. Give me the courage to move on and move forward with these things. But first and foremost, when we go to the Spirit of God, we must first say, Lord, sanctify me. Consecrate me for your purpose. Use me for your glory. It's consecration that matters. And that's why preaching is important. It's for transformation. You can blow me off. I know you can. No problem. But a time will come when you will look back and you will say to yourself, I wish when I heard that from the Scriptures that I had made the change. Because there's nothing worse than getting trapped. Later on, you're old and you're trapped in something. And you can't get up. You can't get out of it. You're down and it's hard to get up. It's like that commercial with the thing. I've fallen and I can't get up. Why couldn't they get up? Because they're old. They got stuck. While you are young and able, the Bible says, do not despise the Lord in the days of your youth. So if you're a young person, young, I, I, I mean, you know, under 61. <laughs> While you're young, trust the Lord's Word. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time looking at all these other things. Because the fourth thing is important in preaching. Why we need to be consecrated. And that is so that we can fight the corruption in the world. The world we're living in is corrupt. Look at the verse again. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Whew. That's an amazing, that's happening now. Amen. Lots of churches don't believe in sound doctrine anymore. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of what? Teachers. Oh, isn't that amazing? It's about proclaiming something, isn't it? They will gather for themselves a number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. It's happening now. You know, listen, no, no, you know I'm not a very political person, but I, I hate the fact that everything's political now. An article by the New York Times several years ago surveyed 1,500 young evangelical Christians. And in this survey, those 1,500 young evangelical Christians reveal their struggle to reconcile the hot issues of the day with the core beliefs of their faith. Sad. And many millennials have altogether left the church for those reasons and their perceived link between a political party and their evangelical faith. A lot of people, a lot of Christians 
left the church because of the political positions that their church has taken, whether their politics was to the left or to the right. Did I got that mixed up? To the left or to the right. And it kind of discourages them. And so they left altogether. Many evangelicals, the young millennials, uh, evangelicals, Christians, have altogether left because they think that their faith is hostile to gays and lesbians and bisexuals and transgenders and queers. They see their church as hostile to immigrants, Muslims, and the poor. And they left the church because of those reasons. Now, now listen to me very carefully. What concerns me is not that these young millennials, millennial Christians are leaving the church. I'm not concerned about that because I think that's just ignorance on the part of not only the person who wrote the article, but on the ignorance of so many young evangelicals. And I'm not concerned because, listen to me very carefully, because I think if someone truly belongs to Christ, they will not leave. You people got it over here. These people didn't really get it. When you belong to Jesus, when you truly belong to Jesus, you will not leave because you're part of the body of Christ. Jesus says, those you gave me, no one can snatch. What concerns me, however, is where they get this idea that Christians are hostile to this group of people. It's just a flat-out lie. That's not true. We're not hostile to anyone. We want them saved. We want them to enter the kingdom of God. The problem is this. When you enter the kingdom of God, Jesus must rule and reign. Not you, not me, not our lifestyle, not what we prefer, not what we want. It's what Jesus wants. Listen, if you're leaving the church because of these issues, only two things are possible. Number one, you do not really belong to Jesus. Or number two, you listen to the lie. You listen to the lie that your church is against or your faith is against all of these things. No, we're pro-Jesus. We love people the same way Jesus loves people. And when we do that, We will tell them the truth. And the truth is the only thing that can set us free. You can go on and on and on about expounding all of these issues in the culture. But Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. It's not possible. Jesus does not hate the LGBTQ community. He hates their sin the same way he hates our sin. Did you know that? God's hatred towards some people is not higher than his hatred than somebody else. That's why Jesus died on the cross. That's the truth. You read the book of Romans. The wrath of God is being poured to all sinners of all kinds. The religious sinner? I was one of those. Okay? The, uh, the compromiser, the ones that, 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 that kind of, you know, Sail in between being worldly and being 
the half-hearted, and of course, the wicked. God doesn't hate people. He hates their sin. God doesn't hate Muslims. He hates those Muslims who terrorizes their own people and others who disagreed with them. That's going to have a day of reckoning in the sight of God. He doesn't hate any of this really. I mean, they could be wrong. But God loves those people and He wants to save them. And how are they going to be saved? Through the proclamation of the gospel. Because Islam is just a religion. Same as Hindu or Judaism or anything else that you want to put in there. We are not saved by religion. We are saved by Jesus' death on the cross. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't hate immigrants. He hates lawbreakers. Right? We, have a, we, have a, we have a border situation and people are talking about it left and right and all of that. This is all I, the only thing I can tell you is this. When you meet a person, please, please, don't, don't try to bring up their status. Tell them about Jesus. All right? The, the other things that have I mean, is up to the lawmakers. God doesn't hate neither the rich nor the poor. Okay? Some people say, well, you know, your, 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 your faith hates poor people. No, we don't. God loves the, the rich and the poor alike. Let me say it again. God loves the poor and the rich alike. This is what he hates. He hates laziness. And he hates greed. And you know what? If the poverty that's causing people to be poor is caused by greed, God hates that. But if the poverty is self-inflicted because you couldn't bring yourself up to do the right things in your life, <coughs> God doesn't like that. But see, the misinformation about who we are as Christians, they're so rampant. And people are using us as an excuse to say, I'm no longer going to do this. I'm going to leave the church because of this and that and the other. Listen, <coughs> The bottom line is, people buy into the lie because they've listened to false teachers and false teaching. They have never heard the word of Christ proclaimed accurately. That's really the problem. Well, who are the false teachers? Listen, when I talk about false teachers, I'm not talking about those, you, those televangelists on TV that's selling you all kinds of stuff. I'm not talking about that. No one in their right mind believes those guys, all right? When I talk about false teachers, I'm talking about... Pastors, professors, politicians, people of great influence and power who pervert the truth to suit their own moral positions. Rather than looking at what the scripture says and teaches, those are the people that's going to be held accountable by God. Christians do not get their truth from these people. You don't get truth from these People, you get them from the word of Christ and the proclamation of the word of Christ is how we get them. You can leave the church any old way you want. But believe me, the Bible says heaven and hell will pass away or heaven and earth will pass away. But the word of the Lord will endure forever. You know why people are really leaving the church? They can come up with any reasons and any excuse. But they really are leaving because they do not want to put up with what Jesus really said. That's why we're leaving. We just can't handle what Jesus has to say about our lives. 
Word of advice before I close with the last point. Don't let your doctrine be shaped by the words of your friends, your professors, your teachers, your political leaders. Let the word of Christ rule your hearts. Not even this pastor or any pastor. Let the word of Christ rule your hearts. And finally, the preaching, proclaiming the word has to do with the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Look at the final verse. But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do, not, do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. The Great Commission was not just given to 12 people or the 500 people or the 1,000 people that witnessed Jesus' resurrection. It's been given to everybody. Go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Teaching them everything I have commanded you. And lo, I will be with you till the ends of the earth. And it also says, teach them, make them disciples, and baptize them. Loved ones, we are called to preach the word. There will be some of you here who will have the gift for it. But all of us are to be part of that great commission that says, go out into all the world and preach. There are people that would like to hear the word of Christ proclaimed to them. And sadly, you can't simply drag people to church so that they can hear preaching. That becomes your responsibility. You've been listening to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson, a ministry of Living Rock Christian Church in Sunnyvale, California. If you have been helped by this radio program and would like to keep it on the air, your continued prayerful and financial support is greatly appreciated. Please visit livingontherockradio.com where all your tax-deductible gifts will go directly to the radio ministry. That's livingontherockradio.com. Living Rock is a church that doesn't care how you are dressed or what candidate you voted for. A church made up of imperfect people from all walks of life with a hunger and thirst to understand God's plan for our lives. No matter what you've been through or what questions you may have about God and faith, you will find love, grace, and hope at Living Rock Christian Church, 675 East Taylor Avenue in Sunnyvale, with Sunday worship starting at 10.30 a.m. More information at livingontherockradio.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.